Hey gang, this is Trent Chattaker, chiropractor and advocate for chiropractors who locate, analyze, and facilitate the correction of vertebral subluxation for the better expression of the body's innate intelligence. Welcome to today's tick, where each week we study a chiropractic principle, question, or chiropractor to help you acquire today's philosophy, science, and art of chiropractic. Thank you for investing your time with us as a student of chiropractic. Now let the class begin. Joe Strauss has stated, yet most of the activities that cause subluxation are also a natural part of life. In today's tick, we're going to grow in our understanding of a chiropractic question, when to see a chiropractor. As you listen, make sure you share us with your friends, classmates, and colleagues, and feel free to tag us at today's tick. Now let the class begin. Most, if not all, deviations away from normal in life go unnoticed. For example, you can have high blood pressure for years without any symptoms of it. This deviation away from the body's inner state of normal blood pressure can go unnoticed too long before damage to physiology is serious enough for recognition. How about dental cavities? We've lived our whole life brushing our teeth a couple times every day to promote an environment that's free of chemical and physical stress to the oral hygiene so dental cavities don't have an opportunity to develop on top of all that we put into our mouth. You see, we visit the dentist several times a year for their professional opinion on whether or not our efforts were sufficient. Yet, there's very little symptomology or awareness to whether or not dental cavities have occurred. There's other serious health conditions that takes years of deviation before noticeable symptoms by medical equipment can pick up the physiological breakdown, but we don't need to go into that today's discussion. I think the point's made that deviation away from normal can happen, and it can happen to all of us, and it can happen in a way that goes unnoticed. You see, the deviation away from normal integrity within the spine can also go unnoticed as well. You see, small displacements within the spinal joints can produce an alteration to normal physiological relationships between the structure and function of the neurological system well before subjective indicators point to the departure away from normal. Chiropractors are trained in analyzing spines for these deviations away from normal and have labeled them vertebral subluxation within the chiropractic profession. When structure of the spine is dysfunctional, there can be interference in the function of the neurological system. And when there's interference in the neurological system, and that affects the body's inherent recuperative power for coordination, this would define vertebral subluxation. Spinal bones are designed to protect the nerves, but if spinal integrity is less than optimal, neurological interference can result and create negative stress in the body's recuperative power to adapt to external stimuli putting your well-being in a state of disharmony without any awareness of deviation occurring. So the question at hand is, 
when to see a chiropractor. When do you go? When do your friends go? When do your families go? We know that chiropractors analyze the spine for vertebral subluxation and promote better well-being through a specific chiropractic adjustment. But the question at hand is, when do vertebral subluxation develop? And how do you know if you have vertebral subluxation so you know when to go to a chiropractor? Well, most chiropractors agree within the profession that the earliest opportunities for vertebral subluxation to develop is in the gestation and delivery period. Those are terms for when you are pregnant or when the pregnancy is delivering the baby. You see, let's not even dive into too much detail on those periods, but also mention the years of learning to walk, learning to ride a bike, and the countless athletic activities that we all grew up with and our kids are going through right now create a perfect opportunity for trauma and wear and tear on the spine. Not only is trauma an opportunity to cause you to visit a chiropractor near you, but so too are other forms of stress. So over a hundred years ago, in the late 1800s, D.D. Palmer, the founder of chiropractic, taught his students about a term that he called irritation. Irritation in the form of stress that produces a negative response to physiology. The chiropractic viewpoint on stress is irritation from physical, chemical, or mental forms can be sufficient to overcome the body's adaptive resistive forces, which causes structural distortion in an environment for vertebral subluxation to develop. Chiropractic identifies three forms of stress that can negatively affect your body if adaptation to these stressors are insufficient. Physical stress, such as external invasive forces that outweigh the internal resistive forces put in the body in a state of unbalance. Chemical stress, such as chemicals that trigger physical reactions throughout the body, offsetting the chemical equilibrium. And emotional stress, such as internal emotional tension or mental strain that can produce physical responses throughout the body. When stress outweighs our body's inner recuperative power to adapt, it can create an environment for more physical stress to develop within the spine, such as vertebral subluxation. And these stressors or irritants that create an environment for subluxation can be everyday activities that we spend our entire lives adapting to such as what we just described earlier with growing up, learning to walk, learning to ride a bike, playing sports. And then when you get older, you're sitting all day in school, you're sitting all day at work, or if you're standing all day at work, or what if you're, one of your favorite hobbies is exercising, and not only do you enjoy exercising, but you go above and beyond and push it a little bit further and uh, beyond what your body can even adapt to. Not to mention the amount of sleep that we all need on a daily basis, putting our body in a physical state that can actually produce stress on it. All of these causes of everyday living can produce subluxation if the body's not able to adapt to that activity. So, for example, if you sit for six hours out of the day, the first three hours may not cause subluxation. 
but that fifth through sixth hour may be too much stress on the position and body to adapt to it, creating an irritation, a physical and mental irritation to the physiology, not only in the spine, but throughout your entire, throughout your entire body. So when, when should you see a chiropractor is the question that we're trying to answer on today's episode. My professional opinion is you should see a chiropractor when there's been too much stress and a lack of adaptation to that irritation. This can be asymptomatic as well, just like high blood pressure or dental cavities. Symptoms are not always the best yardstick to measure well-being and your adapt adaptation to it. Now, don't get me wrong. I think symptoms are a great indicator that you need to listen to if you do have symptoms taking place right now in your physiology. Listen, it's telling you something. But if you don't have symptoms, that doesn't necessarily mean that something's not trying to be told. I hear people say this all the time to me that they don't need chiropractic because they don't have neck or back pain. And my response to that is waiting for something to break down before you evaluate for deviations away from normal is a reactive model. Now, again, similar to symptoms, symptoms are great because they're there to tell you, uh, warning, warning, you need to react. So I don't think reactive models are necessarily wrong or um, uh, not there for a reason, but I will tell you that a reactive model in today's healthcare world can and does cost you more and take you longer to repair the damages. Similar if you were driving your car around with the check engine light on because you didn't have oil in that engine and you just ignored it and you kept driving and you kept driving, eventually that engine's going to break and it's going to cost you a lot more than what it would cost to go add some oil and get an oil change. So I professionally like to recommend seeing a chiropractor in a proactive approach rather than a reactive approach solely. If you need it to be a reactive approach, please start now. But I also like to put my professional recommendations on this proactive approach, which is this. If you choose chiropractic for its profound ways to facilitate the correction of vertebral subluxation when necessary through a proper chiropractic analysis and evaluation, and you do that consistently, you will find that your adaptation to the very stress that causes subluxation can and does become less of an irritation. Now, that doesn't mean that sitting, standing, or exercising, or sleeping, or eating junk food won't cause subluxation. It just means that the physical, chemical, and emotional stress toll on the physiology may take longer or in higher irritant amounts in order to trigger that physiological response of a vertebral subluxation. So my opinion and my conclusion to this episode is regular chiropractic care can be a great way to creating a consistent game plan on when your next visit to the chiropractor is. So what you do is you monitor your stress load, you see a chiropractor, they give you their professional opinions and you put it together into a plan and that plan is going to tell you when to see the chiropractor next. So after your initial visit to the chiropractor, recommendations will be made on frequency. I recommend listen 
to those professional recommendations, just like you listen to your dentist on brushing your teeth, you listen to the cardio cardiologist and uh, getting your exercise and eating properly for blood pressure. I recommend listen to your chiropractor on their professional recommendations and then make it a consistent game plan. Now, consistency is different for everyone, but if you listen and you add it to your calendar, now you're visiting the chiropractor for spinal checks. You may not need an adjustment every time, or you may not need as many adjustments as you did early on. I also say that in practice, the more you see a chiropractor, the less you need to be seen by a chiropractor. So see a chiropractor. That's the conclusion for today's episode. I hope you enjoyed it. As always, I enjoyed my time with you, and I look forward to our next episode. We'll see you then. There you have it. I hope you enjoyed this episode as I did. Let me know what you enjoyed about it by tagging us at Today's Tick on social media. And if this is your first episode, please subscribe. Leave us a review. Reviews help us spread the message about chiropractic and the location analysis, and correction of vertebral subluxation. Share this episode with your friends, classmates, and colleagues. Be a champion and send them this episode. As B.J. Palmer said, you never know how far-reaching something you think, say, or do today will affect the lives of millions tomorrow. As always, we like to end our episodes with the definition of chiropractic. Chiropractic is a healthcare discipline that recognizes the innate recuperative power of the body to heal itself through identifying and caring for vertebral subluxations due to the relationship between structure and function as coordinated by the neurological system and how that relationship affects the preservation and restoration of well-being. This information in this podcast is not intended to diagnose, mitigate, or prescribe the use of any technique as a form of treatment for any physical conditions, symptoms, or diseases. Directly consult with a qualified healthcare professional for any chiropractic or medical advice. In addition to the benefits of chiropractic care, one should also be aware of the existence of some risk. Risk associated with some chiropractic care may include soreness, musculoskeletal sprain, strain, and fracture. In addition, there have been reported cases of stroke associated with chiropractic care. Research and scientific evidence do not establish a cause and effect relationship between chiropractic care and the occurrence of stroke. Rather, studies indicate that people may be consulting chiropractors when they are in the early states of a stroke. In essence, there is a stroke already in process. However, you are being informed of this reported risk.